field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there, Bear fans. Welp, it happened again. Well, I was just, before anything, we apologize. This is going to get out late on Tuesday night. I actually caught food poisoning over the weekend, and if anyone's ever had that, it is... I, I've never actually had it, had it. I've ate something thrown, thrown up and go, whew, I don't feel too good, and then that was the end of it. I've never had food poisoning like that. That was absolutely horrible. It's Tuesday. I'm still not feeling completely 100%. I'm about 90%, but hats off to if anyone's ever had actual food poisoning before. That is horrendous. Yeah, you look about 50 times more alive than you did on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't even get to watch. the. That was the first time in years we've never watched a game together. I'm going to be honest. I watched all of it. I was... Half fading in, half faded out, like zoning in, zoning out, like running to the bathroom with the audio up. But I, I was, I was there for the majority of it. Well, you were a trooper because I truly know just how sick you were, and that's miserable. Yeah, that stuff is absolutely miserable. Welcome back, son. <laughs> Thank you. Felt like felt like death. So. so- we, we, I think we have learned, you know, yesterday when I said you said, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I think that was just you throwing an offhanded con because you didn't think about it because you were babysitting. What I I think there is plenty to talk about this game. I think there are um, I, I we definitely this game. We answered a lot of questions. There was a lot of questions that needed answering. And we got them. By the way, if you hear something slamming into the ground in the background, that is my dog. He will. He refuses to eat the bone in the kitchen. He wants to eat it in the living room. He's quite the diva, and he's also whining. Hopefully, we'll get through this. So I've got something I really do want to talk about. Just when I think my disdain for Aaron Rodgers has topped off, he gets more arrogant more smug each and every year that he plays us and wins. And you know what? As a Bears fan, I can I can understand getting beat. We've been beaten before. I especially don't like to get beat by Green Bay. But, oh, man, Ty, does that arrogance of Rodgers, does that, that just gets under my skin. It doesn't get under mine, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Aaron, if you want your Super Bowl to be beating the Bears every year, that's fine because your whole career you have underachieved. You 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 have been titled uh, self-anointed as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, and you're good. But the fact is that you have underachieved your entire career. Maybe you should go back and look how sobby and so sulky you were when you got drafted because you were being a little whiny bitch. Yeah, take that, Aaron Rodgers, when they introduce you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay, but Dad, seriously, he's underachieved. One. One Super Bowl. He can say he's owned us his whole life, and I don't know if you're trying to defend him a little bit there no, or not. I was not. just trying to play a devil's advocate a little bit. I, I And I understand, but okay, we've had Hall of Famers too. We've had many a Hall of Famers, but none at the quarterback position. So that's what I'm saying. That is the most valued position. Green Bay has had two Hall of Famers consecutive back-to-back and only two Super Bowls. 
So if you want to parade around and prance and dance and say, I own you, I've owned you my whole life, blah, blah, blah. To me, go ahead, Aaron Rodgers, because you have one Super Bowl. One. And guess what? what? You know what sucks even worse for you, buddy? You grew up loving the 49ers, and all they've done your entire career is kick the living shit out of you. Oh, you're making me feel so much better. Oh, I'm feeling so much better. Thank well, you. It, Thank you, sir. And it's all and nothing I'm saying is not true. Dude, you can own us. We're a bad team. You trotted out there and acted like you you're going to the Super Bowl now. Like you you're not even getting in the playoffs. Statistically, yes, you still have a chance now, but it doesn't matter, Aaron. Good luck, buddy. If this is your Super Bowl, bravo. You beat a poorly built Bears team with a poorly built coaching staff and and by the way he did the classic the classic Aaron Rodgers of and and like you want to talk about playing all the hits let's talk about this oh I'm hurt I think my lung is punctured oh never mind fully healthy get the fuck out of here dude like just stop Shut your mouth and play the game. And I don't... Here, here's the thing. I don't mind cockiness. I don't. If he was, like, cocky... But the problem is... If, if he was cocky in the media, okay. But he comes off... This is the problem I hate. He comes off as a spiritual human being... That's what he always does. I was with the Dalai Lama. I've learned a lot about myself. Blah, 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 blah. And then you step on that field. And you act like only the people inside that stadium can see you. That hundreds and millions of people at home are not watching you. And you act like a fucking jackass. And you are not humbled. And you are not spiritual in any way when it comes to that. When you're yelling at the crowd, I've owned you my whole... By the way, they keep saying that phrase... They, oh, he said he owns us. No, let's say the real phrase. He said, "I've owned I, I've owned you my whole fucking career. I fucking own you." Mm-hmm. That's what he said. So can we stop? Like I know that Fox stuff. Put the bleep in. Put you know what I mean. Put say he said I bleeping own you. Say that at least. Because they, they're always trying to make him you know whitewash it. Yeah. So. Here's the deal. Did you also see that that very evening when they beat our Bears, that the um, GM for Green Bay basically said, we would like to have Aaron Rodgers back next year? Do you believe that? I don't care. (laughs) Go ahead. Have him back as many years as you like because it's going to catch up to him. I just, I don't care. I'm focused on us. I know that sounds... Like, a cliche answer. But, like, duh, you've kicked our ass the whole time. Duh, you've had a great record in Chicago. You haven't done anything with it. You haven't done anything. Like, quit acting like we're the Super Bowl. And then he gets pissed off. Then he goes on Pardon My Take and gets mad because Big Cat, who's a Bears fan, says, Oh, yeah, for us Bears fans... Like, watching you lose every year in the playoffs, that's our Super Bowl. He said that's pathetic. Rodgers said that's pathetic. Rodgers, you're pathetic for in the way you celebrate in Chicago. Like, that's absurd, dude. Get get over yourself. Like, he, the, the kisses goodbye and the waves goodbye. You never know when it's going to be your last time. Oh, my God. Go into acting then, dude. I am tired of the charades. And I'm not even kidding. If he was cocky and in the press conference said, we're going to do what we always do, the Bears, and beat him, I'd have more respect for him, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see a huge difference between cockiness and arrogance. A cocky person can still have some humility and some self-introspection. But he's also with a heavy side of fake. Yeah, he's exactly. Fake as fuck, and and that false humility, spiritual thing he's got going is just that's that's the cherry on top of the arrogance. Right. I met with the Dalai Lama, and I'm, there's more the to, and I've done ayahuasca in Peru, and there's there's more to this game than football. Real, uh, real. There's more life than football. Really, than retire. Yeah. We don't care, man. Right. right. Go live you. So, 
Go get a tent or a yacht or what is it? A yurt? Go 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 yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. Do your fucking thing. No one cares. What other what other quarterback in the NFL says I own you? Dude, you know what it's like he wants to do, Dan, is it's like he wants he he wants everyone to follow him to a desert to have a, a cult type following and say, Poor you, Aaron. Poor, poor you. It's not your fault, Aaron. It's like that's what he wants, but he'll say on the media that's not what he wants. But that's what he's projecting. Well, I tell you what, he he and Yay and Donald Trump can go on an island all together. <laughs> wow, you he said yay, huh? <laughs> wow. Got that right. All right. Um you you you, you went a little too far there. We're not going into all those subjects. We're just all right. sticking with football. All right. I was uh, I was commenting on your I island know, thing. I know, I know. So no, it, I didn't say island. I said mountains. Like seriously, oh, that's yeah. how he acts. Like he wants to live his life. So if he thinks that beating us is his Super Bowl every single year, then fine, have at it, buddy. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. Like I really don't. Like especially this year. Would it have been awesome to beat him this year? Absolutely. I'm not saying that, but. For him to run around, I'm not letting that get under my skin. I'm just like, wow, dude, okay, let you know, let's talk about the stuff I already talked about, you know? <laughs> it's all there. Like <laughs> what, what you think he's going to like he's so he's so fucking arrogant. He's probably going to have like super bear, super bowl bear trophies <laughs> like I beat the bear so many times, blah blah blah. Do you think his entire bathroom is mirrored? Yeah. Hundred so percent. See himself a hundred hundred and eighty degrees all the way around. Yeah, a hundred percent. Three hundred and sixty degrees. I'm sorry. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Let's anyway. Let, let's talk. Going, about moving on. When I when I go, you don't have to go over me. We can just. I <laughs> I don't know why you do that. I'm like, all right, and then you're like, moving on as I'm talking. I can't just settle your horses. Where do you want to go, buddy? I, I want to talk a little bit about what you saw as a good outcome of the game in terms of the Bears franchise moving forward. So I think Justin Fields has definitely taken this step as a franchise quarterback. Is he a Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback? I think that's the next step. Yeah, not yet, but, but he but, could but, be. But, but that's the next step, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, you can have a franchise quarterback. Cutler was a franchise quarterback. But does he have that oomph to get across the line without paying him bundles of money? I don't know because, and we'll talk about coaching here, but I I said to bring up this podcast, you know, we learned a lot from this game and we got a lot of answers. And I think definitely one of those answers is Fields can, man, he can throw down feet. Yeah. Excuse me. Wow. He can throw down downfield okay on top of that the scrambling it's insane have you seen that stat yet which one um let me let me look it up i had it up and then i i hit my phone down and then it went away so oh now i hit the microphone now we're all we're all hosed up here just you keep going so I agree totally with you. I thought he had some fantastic throws against Green Bay. Um, I would say I would say the only th- well, obviously there are things he's got to work on. I think sometimes he tries to do a little too much with with the throwing and and get it into places where um, with more experience and more reps he won't do that so much. But man, you know, you brought up a good point in our last podcast. Comparing him to where Lamar was in his initial, you know, uh, throwing career, his initial year, he's head and shoulders above him. Now, granted, Fields didn't play a whole year his first year, so I'm kind of making a little bit different comparison there. But, man, the the, the throws are spot on. He's reading. He's making okay. good reads. I can't find it, but I remembered it. Off the top of my head, no quarterback in NFL history 
has rushed for over 350-yard-plus touchdowns ever, and he's done it in a month. That is crazy. No one in their career has had fifty over 50-plus 50 rushing yards for touchdowns. He's done it in a month. Wow. He also holds the Bears' longest rushing touchdown for a record. 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 I mean, it's... That was that, what, 70-some yarder? 76, I yep. think. Yep. I mean, there's so many, right? Like, already right. in his young career. Yeah, when you, that's that's what I mean. You had, I had to literally think back to, okay, that must have been the 70-plus yarder. Yeah, I saw that stat, and I can't find where I saw it. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Um, if I'm so, wrong, I apologize. So, so we're in agreement, then, finally, that Fields is the franchise quarterback of at least... The immediate future. I mean, you can definitely, like, he has so much. I mean, what is this, his second year? Yeah. You have three more year with an option. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, look, the big problem is, too, wide receivers is an issue, but the offensive line is just a disaster. They did give him some time to uh, yesterday. and um, Sunday. You don't got to correct that. Jesus Christ, just go I just, with the I, flow. I, I love looking at your face when I do that. That's that's a lot of fun. I just don't understand. I wish, I wish our viewers you could see that. You just love anarchy, don't you? Like, it's, you it's, just it's, love it's, to interrupt this program, to a, not go... There is nothing a, traditional about what we a, do. It's a little bit of fun, if you want to know the truth. Like, every time... I, and then you think it's fun, and then I give you the reins to steer, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm just the wise guy. <laughs> All right. So, but we're so, in agreement. See, see what just happened there? I gave you the reins for a second. You immediately oh. panicked and you, all right. I, all right. Someone tell me where to go. All right. <laughs> I didn't know silence was giving me the reins, but I do, I do know that he is our franchise quarterback. And I'm glad you're finally on board with me that he's our franchise quarterback. I, I'm, there, there's now, hold on. He's a franchise quarterback, is what I said. I don't know if he's the complete answer yet. I'm not willing to make that leap. I think that you now know that you do not have to look for a quarterback. Again, wouldn't mind taking one if one falls. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. because, you know, I've, I've talked about this for a long time. And, like, I've talked to, you know, Curtis from California about this, too. The fact that. Pace didn't do what he said he was going to do and draft a quarterback every year. Why not keep drafting one till you find one? You still don't know if Fields is the guy. You say he is. There's a big problem with that. I am with you in agreement. Kind of. I. He can play in this league. He can be a starter in this league. The problem is two things. Can he bring us back? And come from behind to win games. I've not seen that. Can he lead us into the playoffs and go deep? Have not seen that. Both are not his fault. That is the problem. That's what I was going to say. And that's where I need to get to this next point. Eberflus is done. That was... This is some of the worst coaching. This is Matt Nagy. Stop going with conservative coaches. I can't take it anymore. Got a kicker. Santos, here's your papers. Get out. Out. Am yeah. I wrong here? You're no. just nodding. They can't yeah. see that. Yeah. I, this I is am. an audio medium. <laughs> uh, okay. Tyler, I was nodding because I'm in agreement. And initially, I wasn't in agreement with santos i thought let's give him a chance but but remember i keep bringing this up because i I told you yeah i i initially was trying to support the guy and behind him can i can i bring this up and i'm sorry to cut you off because i just remembered this we get rid of a punter we drafted to draft another punter and we haven't drafted a kicker since robbie freaking gold that is what are we doing well that's a good question so Eberflus, you are right. I about- like how you're like. That's a good question. I'm totally gonna avoid it. <laughs> yeah, Eberflus. Because I don't, I don't have the answer to that question, son. And I think very few people do have the answer to what are we doing. 
I mean, if I knew that, I would be, you know, I would be putting down the lottery numbers for this I mean, weekend's ticket, man. So that's just not there. I do agree the, that I mean, the block, is, but the block kick that that was on Carlos Santos. That that was low line drive, dumb as shit. Yeah. I do hate our conservative play calling. Well, hold on. Don't don't you think so? That that kick? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was way too low. And then he misses another extra point. Yeah, that was even worse. Uh, It was worse because it's like, okay, buddy, you're you're not only missing the easy ones, but when you're missing extra points, you're missing the super easy ones. So, yeah, I I think he can go, and um, I won't have any tears about that. Well, let's talk about Eberflus. And and I, I yelled this, conservative. Yeah, it's way too conservative. So well, you know, we got to give him credit. He, yeah. I mean, we have the playoffs and the one well, seat on the line. You know, the I tell you, I tell you, the fans that are really kind of <laughs> in the same ballpark that we are, and that's that's the Saints. If you watch that game last night, there was such conservative play calling by the Saints. They talk about going for it and going for it, and they they punted each and every time. So what yeah. that coach talks about is. Exactly what we do. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be more. Look, look at their coaches. Yeah, look at the coaching. Old, conservative, old. They're old. They're all old. Are they not? Dennis Allen is old. He's from the old school football mentality. Yeah, I I don't. I I'm a in a different place than you. I just don't think it's an issue of age. I think it's an issue. Oh, of, it's an I think issue it, of age. I think it's an issue of mindset. You can be, you can be, you're an ageist, buddy. Uh-uh. Yeah, because no, it's, it's just I not will prove, I will. I will prove you wrong right now. Name one person who is old that goes for it all the time other than Andy Reid. Go. I'll give you one. Maybe Pete Carroll? <laughs> Come on. Stop, <laughs> Mister Run the Ball. Go, go on, try again. It's not um, Pete. It's definitely not Pete. It's uh, how about uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm the ageist though. Keep going. I'm just filling there so people don't think the podcast shut off again, <laughs> like the last time my neighbor came beating down the door. Um. Okay. New England's coach, head coach, Belichick. He goes for it on occasion. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. I will give you that. But come on, though. What What do those two, what What does Andy Reid and Belichick have in common? Lots of wins. Lots of adapting. Mm-hmm. And a system. Adapting, and, though. Yep. It's, it's mostly adapting, although Belichick's not really p- panning out this year, and I think it's because they fucked up and took the wrong quarterback. Yeah. We beat them to Fields. I think Fields was New England's choice, and I don't. I don't think you'll... Hear that admitted until after Belichick is long and done, and I think he'll he's going to come out and say it, and mm-hmm. I I, re- I really do because I don't think they wanted him. I think they they didn't anticipate us jumping up, and it could be the one well, and only good thing that Ryan Pace but, has done for Chicago. Yeah, but this also comes into <laughs> I don't know, you know, Bill, Belichick when he appointed their defensive coordinator as their offensive coach. I mean. Mac Jones was yelling. Did you hear him yelling at the sidelines? Throw the damn okay, ball. Yeah, I get that, but what are you doing here? Are we doing an NFL podcast or the Bears podcast? Let's you, reel it back, buddy. Okay, we're doing the Bears podcast, but we got things that remind us of what our Bears are doing. No, no, you're just trying to talk NFL now. Reel it in. Reel it in. Hold on. Shh. You like that sound effect? That's me reeling it in. Yeah, buddy. I got. Now you're explaining. Speaking of old, you're explaining the sound effects. Yeah, I'll I'll let you in on some more as I as the show goes. Please on don't. But honestly, though, we we you missed my joke earlier, but we go for it on fourth down. Like we don't, but it's like. We're pl- it's because we're protecting the one seed. <laughs> well, we are. I you mean, know? that's how we're playing, and it's just it's scratch your head, dumbfounding. Yeah, I mean that was the only good thing about losing to the Packers, and I hate losing the Packers. Is that that our seed gets better and better? So Houston's one seed now. No, no, no. 
no, no. God damn it, no. Where is your head? Where is your head? I think it's on my shoulders. No, no. it's not. What the when has the draft, the number one pick in the draft ever been called the one seed? Never. You're lost, man. <laughs> You're fading quick. You're every podcast. We got to start doing this at like, I don't know. I got to be to work at six. You want to start coming over at four? Maybe you'll be more alert. What is happening? Been a rough day, buddy. Been a rough day. Look now. Look how the laughter fades to embarrassment right before your eyes, folks. Give me a break. That was the joke, though. Speaking about it, you know how you explained your sound effect? I'm going to explain the joke to you. So we're playing like we're a one scene, which means we would get a buy in the playoffs. That's how that works. This podcast has lost all credibility. <laughs> we're done. It's all downhill from here. No one is going to... Everyone just thinks, ah, these guys don't know what they're talking about. They probably get shit-faced and watch the game and then have to rewatch it the next day to even talk about the podcast. That is not true. Sometimes it is. Not for me. <laughs> Look at these all these disclaimers <laughs> you're putting on this. No, hey, but we gotta, but, we gotta but, keep we gotta keep lighthearted about this. But, but seriously though, yeah. The, on the on the fourth down thing. So the Packers go for it twice. <laughs> they miss once. Guinness, stop. They miss once. I, and they still beat us twenty eight to nineteen, like what are we doing? I'm being dead serious because I don't get it. Like, I don't get the conservative. Like, play to win the game. You have nothing to lose. But, you like, you keep losing in pathetic ways. You're putting fields in a situation again where you continue to take your foot off the gas when our defense was playing good. And you, you take your foot off the gas. I mean, two bombs didn't... Harry, Harry was a good, I think it was a good throw. Um, he could have let him more, you know, obviously great. It was a better catch by Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the St. Brown throw. It was like, he just dropped it. That was a dime. Yeah. That was an absolute butte. I mean, and then his run what was amazing. I mean, and you know, for everyone we had out on defense, Hat, hats off to every single guy that stepped up. I mean, that San Jack Sanborn, Sanborn, yeah, is he's stepping up? That that for to play against a wily vet like Aaron Rodgers and do that. That's fine. I get Fields through through those two, but I mean, do you agree with me? Like, I feel like the you oh, put yeah. him in these passing situations that we're not built for again it's it's the same thing that happened against Atlanta right we're, well, we're, we're doing the same thing on repeat yeah well the other dynamic too Ty is that you know when when your defense is out there on the field for such a long time and they're just controlling and tr- controlling and converting third down by the time you get to the second half man you're your defense is wiped out I mean we're on the field a hell but of we, a lot but we stop here here's my thing right that drives me absolutely insane. They they you don't want to turn the ball over in the red zone. It's all this bullshit. Yeah, that hurts, but technically Green Bay did that against us and they still blew us out. I don't think it matters as much as as going for it does. Because you can literally break the back of a defense. Like, could you imagine if you kept holding them right to a third down, you're like, okay, guys, third and six. You're like, oh shit, they're going for it, and then they get it. Yeah, and then you're thinking when you make a tackle and it's third and five or third and four, you're like, shit, they're gonna go for this. It's only third and four. Then you you I'm, that it's, matters. It does. It's a psychological piece. Is it just continues to wear you down because you're thinking you're never gonna get ahead of them. Oh, and also, I don't know, news flash started to break it to you, Bears fans. We're not going to the playoffs, so why the hell not? Yeah. We're not going anywhere. I would I would absolutely like to have seen us be much less conservative and go for it on those third downs. But I, here, here's the biggest problem, right? We always get these conservative coaches, and every time we get the conservative coaches, we never get the blowout wins. They're always close games. Always. Because Why? Well, they're starting to figure us out. Let's let's take our foot off the gas there a little bit, fellers. Let's drop back. That's what they do every time. I love Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. 
He was a great coach for us. No, Lovey was not aggressive. No, he he no. he loved. He had the staff well, and he had the, the 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 personnel to play that cover too. And he did not really. He thought that the defense could get them to where they needed to be, and that was in the Super yeah. Bowl to win. So ask yourself: Does Andy Reid or Bill Belichick take their foot off the gas? They never do. No, Bill's famous line was. It, you know, it's the defense's it's job, job to, to stop, stop us. us from scoring. Right. And you know what? There's that line is 100% true. It's kind of. Well, I, also, like, if people get upset like this, if, if you if you get upset, this isn't this isn't middle school. This mm-hmm. isn't high school. And even if it was, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is just my personal opinion. If I was a coach I, and I was in middle school, I would run the score up. I would put in my subs and stuff, and if they ran the score up, they mm-hmm. ran the score up. You know yeah. why? Because guess what, guys? Life, this thing we do, it's not fucking fair. Yeah. So here's the other thing, too, that, that I want Eberflus and, well, no, and the no, other coaches. Well, hold on. The reason I brought that up is because people always get all butthurt about that. They're like, oh, they didn't have to keep running the score up on us. Why not? You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea what's going to happen. Atlanta, New England, Super Bowl, ta-da! Yeah, that was a that was a classic example of not knowing what was going to happen. And that's why I bring it up. Because guess what? You're not going to lose if you keep outscoring the opponent. I mean, it's different. It's different if it, if it, there's three minutes to go and it's fifty to three. Okay, that's that's an entirely different situation. Then, yeah, you know what? You can let up off the gas because it's fifty to three, but. You can't let off the gas when the game is even within a couple scores. Not even that, a quarter. You yeah, can't let a- off absolutely. a quarter. I, I like what Randy Moss was was on the, the Manning show the other night at halftime, and this really fits well because this is a strategy that that the current Bears offense does not do. And Randy Moss talked about how much they did at New England. They would run a play, and if the play almost worked, he would get back to the huddled, and you know what Brady would say to him? We're running it again. That's all Brady said. We're running it again. Boom, touchdown. You, When you find something that is working for you or almost works for you, you could ought to keep doing it and leave it to the defense to stop you. I agree with that to a certain point, but I, I prefer the way that what? Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan are doing where there's one play that sets up eight different plays. You can run one set play with that motion and there's eight different things you can do out of it. Yeah, so they so, know, the, so so the defense never really knows what play you're running. It's like what you just said, run it again, mm-hmm. but run it again can also be hey, we have eight different things we can run out of here, so the defense is like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. No, I think that's an outstanding point because you can't with a with an offense like that you can never quite tell what's going on here. And also, you can't really do run it again without mm-hmm. anybody. I mean, come on, you're saying two of the greatest positional players of their position in Randy Moss and Tom Brady. Of course, you're going to say run it again. Good luck stopping that. We, you you know. I don't know anyone else in the league that has that talent where they can just say "run it again," you know, like that. That's yeah. Maybe, I know. I, yeah, yeah. I understand what Randy's saying, and I understand yeah. what you're saying, but there's ways around that with personnel where yeah. it can be confusing there's, and tricky. Sure, and, but we're not doing any of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, I agree with you. I mean, you've got you've got Tua and Hill and. Um, you know, uh, Josh Allen and Diggs pr- can probably come close to doing some of that stuff, um, kind of running it again. But yeah, I I, I agree. It was too so my too Hall of Famer. So my question to you is, why don't we have starters play the whole preseason? Why we should just have all of our starters play the whole preseason, right? Because in essence, that's how dumb it is when you're not in the playoffs and you're not going for it on fourth down. Yeah. That's the same thing to me. That that that's my logic, right? They're like, "Well, we don't want the only things that count in uh preseason are injuries." Yeah, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Okay. That's fine, and I agree with that. But what excuse me, 
Question over here. Yeah, you young man. Yeah, me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, my question is, why the hell are you not going for it when your team is a dumpster fire? You might as well. You literally got nothing to lose. What are you? Are you? Oh, because it was. Well, a, hold on, it was a close game. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, it wasn't. It was 28 to 19. Well, the other there other good reasons to go for it is it gives your players experience, which they. Which the younger players that like Fields, that's what he's lacking. He's lacking experience. And when you start going for it on fourth down and doing some of those things, it gives you more and more confidence and more experience. Which is Yeah, needed. and also, how about this? No more kicking for Santos. We'll just make it that simple. If we're not going to go out and get a kicker, then why not just go for it? On every two-point conversion, every fourth down, I don't care anymore. What is there to care about? Okay, what is the worst thing that happens? You get the first pick in the NFL draft, and then people say you purposely tanked? Or you try a theory that's been around for a very long time that I forget the guy's name is that wrote a book who on statistics said statistically it's better to go for it. you have a better chance of winning if you go for it on every fourth down not depending it doesn't matter where you're at on the field okay there's a whole book on that that's been out there for years and no one believes it well no one's actually done it either so what do you have to lose that's what cracks me up too dad because Eberflus would coach like this even if he knew his ass was on the line which makes me know that he's not a good coach. Because that you can't do that. You cannot do what he is doing. Like I said, I said it once and I'll say it again. What do you have to lose? Yeah. That, I don't think you have a lot to lose, and I'm in agreement with you. You have nothing to lose and literally everything to gain. If you lose, if you win the game, holy shit, this might work. This might actually work. The problem is, do you have the balls to do it? That's what it comes down to. It's easy to do it in meaningless games. It's super hard to do it in games that count. Like it's like I can sit here and talk a big game, but I know I'd be sweating sweating profusely if I had to go do like what Sean Payne did and start a Super Bowl off against the Colts with an onside kick. You know, I I get that and I understand that. But what I'm saying is Practice makes perfect, and what better time to practice than right now when you have a young, inexperienced team who just needs something. You know what they don't need? is more losing. Losing is contagious. So is winning. Except losing is, losing is way more contagious than winning. And right now, we got the fever. We got the bug. And it is bad. Like, we wanted to come out and win that game, and our coaching staff did not. Our coaching staff let us down. Those players did not let us down. Fields made some ill-advised throws, but man, he's young, and Yang got the talent around him. He shouldn't be put in that position. That game should have been out of hand before the halfway through the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers should have been crying on the bench. But you know what? We just don't have the coach for it. And he's not a coach of the future. He's not a coach of the Bears. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm done picking up Indy's trash. I am so sick of the Indianapolis Colts and the fucking trash they're throwing on the curb. And for some reason, we're picking it up because he's trash. Well, there goes our get-go for Matt Ryan next year. Why the fuck would you want Matt Ryan? <laughs> Buddy, I'm teasing you, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Trash. Right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Matt. Yeah. I maybe. Mean, hey. Maybe I mean, he was a good quarterback at one time, but right now he's trash. May, hey. Maybe Russell Wilson will end up with right, the Colts. There you go. There you go. That's the home of washed up quarterbacks, right? Hey. Fine and dandy. That's right. I took that shot. You did, man. I. There, I, I don't think. I mean, we lucked out on that one. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about that. I. I think as far as the perspective goes, I mean, look. 125 million and you're going to have that guy coach that team, man. I don't know. I think if I'm Ryan Pace and I'm I mean, 
Not Ryan Pace. Not Ryan Pace. Sorry, they got the same fucking initials and everything. Yeah. Ryan Poles. If you're Ryan Poles, to me, wouldn't you... Like, where would you put... The, you'd have to put a number in your head, right? Of, like, expected wins? Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 you better and, you better have a number in your head. Let me ask you this. Is it hurting Eberflus with how good Justin Fields is doing? Is that hurting his career? Or is it helping? That's a that's a tough one to answer because it has also a lot to do with next year who who Fields has around him. I think it's hurting. Say more. Why? Because how can he be breaking all these records and doing all these things? And you as a team, not only just field, you as a team are running the ball better than any Bears team in NFL franchise history. And you have three wins. Mm. I mean, look that, at That is a very, very good point. Look at all the stats. You're, you're, you're controlling the ball more than the opponent. You're outrunning, you're, you're outrunning the opponent. But you're not scoring. You're not doing anything. You're letting points in. And what, I don't. I don't care about a rebuild year, because you can't put up numbers like that and be like, "Well, we're in a rebuild year." We have a storied past filled with Hall of Famers, arguably one of the greatest running backs of all time, and Walter Payton, who we named this podcast after and the problem is you're not winning and i don't understand i think that hurts i think if you're if you're ryan poles you gotta say do i just do we eat this see i i i come at it from a little bit different position i think your point is very well taken but i i see it more of that Poles is going to say, hey, Fields was fantastic. He had He's done things no other NFL quarterback has done before. But he didn't have the cast of characters around him. So we're going to give Eberflus a bye, okay, a mulligan, a do-over, because he didn't have the supporting cast. Fields didn't, and his offensive coaches didn't and his head coach didn't i think that's the way they're gonna take it so argue against it i didn't i didn't say that what you're doing is totally different than what i'm doing i'm saying that's what i would do if i was polls you're saying what polls will do that's totally different you do this all the time i don't know why I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. You're, we're playing two separate games here. I, I was saying that's what I think he would do, and you're like, well, this is what he will do. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I I'm get just playing, that. I'm just playing the other side of that. That's all. Yeah, but I just, I don't, I, okay, I don't know how to answer that. Like, you just stonewalled me. Well, you, yeah, you don't have, to, no answer. I, I just think that's where... Th- when I take then, a look at the organization, okay, no, I, think I do that's, know how to answer. Fire him too. See ya. I know how to answer that. I don't know why I hesitated. Bye. See ya. Get some fucking balls. Start firing people for this shit. I'm 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 tired. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm sick of it. I mean, it, it it's not like we're coming off a Super Bowl win in the past ten years. We ain't coming off a Super Bowl win in de- like since 1985. So I'm not gonna sit here. And keep going. No, we're we're on the right page. No, patience, patience. Pa- you know where patience is gonna get me dead without a Super Bowl win. That's where patience is gonna get me, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm 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 frustrated, and I know I know I'm not the only one. No, no, you're not. I'm just tired of it, man. Like, get a coach that's out of the box. Mike Mc. McDaniel does not fit the mold. Listen to him talk. He's a national treasure. He's hilarious. He doesn't even know he's funny. He sounds like a complete stoner. And he also, he likes the weed. But he's a genius. He has taken that Miami team and just blew them up. And they're good. 
He made Tua good. So that's where I'm coming from. And I know I've brought him up. I bring him up all the time because it's just another guy we passed on. Brian Dayball. He started out good in in New York. And everyone's like, yeah, but now look at New York. I get that. But look at Chicago. We were in better position than New York. That's what I thought at the beginning of the year. If you would have asked me before the first kickoff if we would have a better record than the New York, New York Giants, I said, oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, so what does that mean? You can't, you can't just say, oh, I'm a first-year coach, no criticism. Thanks for coming out. I agree with I agree with the concept. You can't say that. I I just know the Bears organization and what they will do and and they will fall back on, "Hey, you know, we didn't have all the pieces, but we're, you know, uh we found out this year that Fields is our guy and we're moving forward." And then we circle back to the what we've already talked about continuously and it is the final answer of all this. The final answer, sell the team. Sell the fucking team. We're tired, man. We're tired of, like, George, you saying, oh, I'm not going to step in. Grow a pair of fucking balls, George. You have a dream job. I mean, there, there, there's, I mean, you, you are a, you are sucking on the nipple of nepotism. And you can't even have the 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 guts to make any good calls. Like, I love fuck you, dude. I love that the nipple of nepotism. I mean, he, that was a great quote, man. He he just drives me insane. Okay, like he literally. You're gonna sit here and say, "Oh, I don't make football decisions." Oh, oh my god, are, are you an accountant? Are are you a grocery store manager? No. Oh oh, you're you're the the. You own the team? Oh, but you don't make football decisions. But you own a football team? You fucking idiot. That's like saying you own a restaurant, but you have nothing to do with food. Couldn't have said it better myself. What's... <laughs> Sir, do you own this place? Yes, I do. What's good on the menu? Oh, I don't know. I don't eat here. <laughs> we just watch people suffer here. We don't eat this. We don't eat this crap. We just watch other people eat it and then suffer from our shitty food. Yeah, God, we want to eat that. No, good. Oh, oh, boy, who's who's preparing that food? Yeah, throw throw their asses out. I mean, it, it's the same thing over and over again. It's not going to change. So if it doesn't change, I. Yes, I would love to actually see a new owner come in here who, like, gives a damn about the Bears. Yeah, and- we're, we're so far from that. Well, maybe not. Just depends with this new stadium and stuff. But, I I mean, I think for sure they're going to want to see one. The McCaskies are going to want to see one Super Bowl be played there. They don't give a shit if it's the Bears or not. They're going to want to see one, you know... Super Bowl get played there and then you know right into the sunset yeah I've been debating this take I don't know might come across a little harsh not you that wouldn't that be impossible so George McCaskey or George Hallis the reason that it's the Hallises don't own it is because he gifted it to his daughter because he was afraid that his sons would run it into the ground. Whoa. Well, did he fuck up? Yeah. Yeah, it's already been run into the ground. It was run into the ground a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, have- he would... Here, here's the thing. He would have never stood for this. This is what happens. Like, I'm not a parent... Okay, but I'm going to do some parenting on some people that are in their 70s. <laughs> All right. This is what happens. Amen, when, brother. Amen. Well, this is what happens when you don't fucking let them earn anything. I'm not saying don't hand anything to them, because God knows I would if I had kids. 
But you know what? If my kids want to act like a spoiled brat, I would send their ass to Africa for a month. I would, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even joking. Like, oh, you think you have it bad. Need I remind you how bad you're about to have it? Because you need that reminding. You need that humbling. Because you, do, you cannot forget that you did not earn any of this. But the hardworking people, that's the problem. That's the disconnect right there. So, so Hold on. That's the disconnect right there. It's the hardworking people and you and your ivory tower. And there's no connection. There's no thread there anymore. There was when George had the team. He, I mean, that, that was there. He understood. And real owners understand. They understand that the fans are really, uh, they really are a part of the team. And that they really are, the, the, like, it means a lot to us. So here's where I think we went wrong is tradition and history should be the fuel for the present moment. But instead, with our Bears, history and tradition, instead of being the fuel for the present moment, has has come to be, well, that's who we were at one time. And you know what? You, you've, you've got to use the past to carry you forward. You can't use the past and you can't rely on it, but you use it as a way of generating a spark and a newness in your organization. And that's where I think the disconnect is. No, I well, it's also because how they were raised. Obviously, there's no connection. They don't care about the sport. They can say they care all they want, but they do not care. They honor contracts. They give lifelong friends access to uh, meaningless positions. <clears throat> Ted Phillips. They've done all that, and then they act like we're idiots and can't see through that. Don't mistaken our loyalty for stupidity. That's what I would tell them. Because that's what you're doing. Just because we're at every game rooting on this team doesn't mean we don't see how fucking dumb you are up there. How anyone could do it. It's bad when people are going, well, if she would just die, maybe we could get a winning team. That's a big disconnect. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying all people are like that, but a lot of us are because we don't know them. I mean, and I'm also it's not it doesn't seem as bad because she's like 98, right? It's still a horrible thing to wish upon someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want that, by the way. It's it's just that. So if we're you know we're in such a spot right now that it's almost hard to see us get out here because we, you and I know Eberflus is going to be on, he's going to be our coach next year, right? There's no getting around. Unfortunately, there's no getting around that man. If he wasn't, I'd have so much more faith in Ryan polls. Holy shit. Holy shit. But then that begs the question, like who are you going to get? And I know who I want. I I want Kellen Moore. I mean, really? Yeah. He he's young. He, his offense is proven. I I mean, that that's the guy you go with in my opinion. Yeah. For me it would be Sean Payton. He's a he's a guru of offense. He's not going to come. He doesn't want to rebuild. Yeah, I just I just think he's a great offensive mind. I mean, yeah, okay, but he's older. Yeah, I know. Kill him more though. That's I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against that. Well, we're I missing. We we need to get away from. Here's what cracks me up about the NFL. We continue to want to hire people with shitty resumes. Oh, why were they fired? Because they failed. Oh, let's go get them. You know, Andy Reid was failing. Was just not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's why you grow and grab that. That makes sense. But all these other coaches, it's like you scratch your head and you're like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. What are we doing here? This doesn't make sense. Like, and a lot of them, too, need to just know their lane. Dan Quinn, 
Hell of a defensive coordinator. Shitty head coach. I mean, the Cowboys, I wanted Dean Quinn. You know, Vic Fangio. Love the dude, man. Yeah. Great not, dude. Not a head coach. No. You're but, just, a hell of, but a hell of a defensive coordinator. Right. I mean. Yeah. No, I know. You, you, you do have to know where your gifts or talents are. And that's really... That's really the job of a GM is to foster those gifts and talents and people around you. One, identify them. Two, is help foster them. But three is to work with the coach to find yeah. what they need. That would be a ballsy move by Poles to, to, at the end of the year, say, okay, I've seen enough. You're done. But see, that makes me wonder about a lot of things. Like, where did the McCaskies fall in this? Because they got to pay that contract out regardless. What if they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to pay two head coaching salaries. My thing is, with Kellen Moore, as young as he is, first-time head coach. Can you trade? Yeah, you can trade. They're not going to take... Who's going to take that trade? Don't know. Maybe... The, listen, there, there could be... We have watched in the NFL... Shitty coaches, but you no no no. Who's gonna other no, 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 no 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 no. You're not you're not listening. What you're thinking in your head, I guarantee you, is who could we trade for Kellen Moore? That's not what I'm thinking of. Who's gonna take Eberflus? That's where I'm coming from. You could trade and get Kellen Moore, and and I people could get mad at me for this, but look, I want to take a shot on a young guy. I want to take a shot on a guy who's innovative, who came from Boise State, who likes to go for, you know, that that's who I want. I want to take a shot on that. I'm tired. Like, I want to, I want to take a shot on a young, no-name guy. Uh, throw out the handbook where it says they got to be 45, 50 before you even hire them. Like, stop, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. Unless Peyton Manning comes out and wants to be a head coach, you know, because he's great. I think offensively, unless you can't get a guy like that, like why not take a shot with someone who's already in the league? Yeah, I, I just, I think you. There's a culture around the NFL, and there's up and up and risers, and Eberflus was one of those up and risers, and those things don't die with just one year of coaching. Trust me, there would be some team out there that would be willing to grab a hold of Eberflus. And they would say things like, "Hey, they didn't give him a chance. Not for they a left. Train. They left him go." I, I don't think I. I think even though we don't care for him, I think there are others out there that overvalue him. That's my argument. Not, not for a trade. There's no way. There, I mean, there's no way. What would you do? How would you trade that? You explain that to me. I. I don't exactly know how that would work. I've I've never even seen coaches traded like that. John Gruden got traded from the Raiders to the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? But and I he beat him I, in a Super Bowl. But who do, who was he traded for? I don't know the exact trade. Yeah, yeah. See, but it I can can't. Be, but I can't it can remember. Be, but that. it can be anything. It can be players too. Yeah, yeah. But so, what I'm saying is, regardless, if you do this, you cannot bring up. I am going to back you in this corner because you cannot bring up hypotheticals. And then not have a solution to them. So what I'm saying is, if if you you said to get rid of the contract, we'll trade him. Well, who's going to want a head coach? You would have to trade a head coach for a head coach, or you'd have to trade a head coach in the organization. Like, let's say you trade him to Dallas for more. Well, then what are they going to say? Hey, Ebe, you got to be a offensive coordinator. We already got a head coach. Good luck with that. They're not going to sign off on that deal. That's why it don't make sense. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. That's why, to me, it makes more sense if you don't have a coach than to trade for a head coach. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you. And, and But I, I just... I just think all of this is hypothetical because it's not going to happen in either Of course it's enough. fucking hypothetical. Yeah. We're on a podcast. Yeah. You brought it up. Don't do this. You brought this up, and now you're trying to be like, well, it's just hypothetical, Ty. Let's move on. Because you don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. That is true. Look, you slimy son of a gun. 
always weaseling out on the end of that. And then making me look like the bad guy here. I'm, I'm not trying to make you look like the bad guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just proposing that you cannot bring up a hypothetical without some kind of situation to it. You're like, oh, let's move on, Ty. Let's move on. <laughs> let's just move on here. I'm just saying, who would you want? Sean Payton. Other than Sean, you can't do that. You got to do something practical. He is not practical, and you know he's not practical. I would like John Madden, but it's a little late. R.I.P., <laughs> buddy. Yeah. That would have been yeah. great, actually. Yeah. He would have he would have been, 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 been a great hilarious. Co- head coach. Oh, my God. He'd have been a... Yeah. I want yeah. Dick back. I mean, but anyhow, wh- yeah. wh- who? Like, I don't honest, know. I don't know. Would you take Leftwich? I'm not as excited about Leftwich as some people Why? are. Well, now, no, no, no. I have a question about this. Why? Because I, it's not Leftwich. No, no. It's So why are you not excited? You were more excited last year. Why are you less excited this year? Because the only thing that changed is Tom Brady's left his family, and that's why he sucks. That has nothing to do with the coaching. No, no, I don't know. I, I, I can't put a finger on it. Um, and and maybe maybe I have a maybe I had a bias there that um, when Brady was on a roll that that Leftwich was 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 better. I would take um, Leftwich. I would take anyone over. I, I we need an offensive mind. I'm tired of this defensive bullshit. That's not even there. We have a defense coach that doesn't even have a defense there. I'm, not, I'm I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. I'm over the entire thing. Like I'm trying to give possible, reasonable explanations to who we want as head coaches. And I understand. Look, I'm not ragging on Sean Payton. I'm just saying he's not. Is he's not going to come? He wants a Super Bowl now. He doesn't want a Super Bowl later. And I know what team he's really eyeing, and you do too. He wants Dallas. Mm. He wants Dallas bad. He wants Mike McCarthy to fuck this up. And he will. <laughs> and he will. That's that, what that, Peyton wants. And if if that happens, I'm 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 load up on this. I know I'm gonna be like every idiot and bet on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl every year. But that that would be big. That would be, be. It would be. I I just I'm trying to think of stuff because. Like I said, Dad, we're we're just in this revolving door of shit, and where we can't get out. And I, the only good thing that came from Sunday is I think Field just put an exclamation mark on "I'm the guy." He has leadership qualities; people follow him. We need to build around him. I think Cole Komet can be decent. Still, don't know about him. He's made some. I think he's decent. I think he's a placeholder. Yeah, maybe a placeholder. I I, I told the next guy comes yeah, in. Yeah, one I've, we don't have to focus on. I've I've changed my tune on him. I think he's better than what I at one time I thought he was average to a little bit below average. I've changed my tune on him. I think he is probably more of the current system that he plays in. He's he's really shown some life. Um. So we've got some pieces to build on. We really do. Um, our offensive line needs to pretty much be scrapped, but we all know that. Um, no, we got not as bad as our defensive line. Yeah, that. Have you that, ever seen people just get stonewalled so bad? Oh yeah, they I can't mean, even move. I mean, that was pathetic. Rogers isn't exactly Speedy Gonzalez, and I want to tell you, he had all kinds of time back there to throw and. It was just pathetic. We can't, we got to win the one. Did we sack him one time? I don't think, think so. I think we sacked. Think we sacked him one time. But um, why would you ask me that question when you knew the answer for it? When I didn't even have anything up. Well, I hey, I was just I was just thinking it through, man. Just talking out loud. Um, yeah. I I really think Ty that it's going to come down to this spring. And summer when we start to do not what? one sack didn't didn't get one sack, jeez, must have just been in my, my imagination then. But I I am more optimistic as we move forward because we do have 
I really do think we've got the quarterback of the future, and we've got a ton of cap space. We've got some really nice picks coming up. This will be the real test to see what we do with them. The problem is we need to build a team that can answer those questions before it's too late. Can he lead us back to win a game late? Can he be the guy when all the pressure is on to make the plays? And 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 this is nothing on him. We have to build that before it's too late. Like I don't want to get to the playoffs when he's in his sixth year and then go, ooh, oh no, he he he's folding under pressure really bad. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying I don't know if it will happen. I'm just. I think the only time we're really going to figure that out is when we get some pieces around him that he doesn't have to do it all. Yeah, but we got to get there, too. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to do that with the coaching. Again, I just feel like if we let this one slide, it's going to be because of the GM and it's going to be because of the coaching. And I think it is. And, And I also think, and we'll end on this, and I I think you got to be careful being a GM and a head coach. I don't think you can form a buddy buddy relationship. I don't think you can go grab dinner after work. I, I no matter how good things are going, you might say good job and share a drink or something in the office. I don't I, I don't think you can be buddy buddy because that really clouds one's judgment to make important decisions that affect the football team and the career of those young athletes. So I, I, I yeah, the relationship with your team has to be more important than those relationships. Exactly. All right, that's all for this week. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.